0: granted it's something that you can do or you don't have to do it Uh, a call is a mandate you know and when you respond to uh, that call by your name and and you undertake what God has for you uh, you know it's a good thing and it's something that'll be fruitful in your life for a long time it'll bear good fruit in your life for a while you know do you need to adjust that light down that one right there because I think well Howard flipped it up a little bit when he walked past you want to pull it back down again and yeah both of them there you go thank you kareen yeah so there'll be enough light for the video so praise god so anyway <clears throat> um as i was saying i think it's good to take seriously the call of god and not waver from that uh prayer is an excellent foundation um, and everybody can pray you know if you can follow instructions you can pray if you can utter you can pray if you can worship God you can pray if you can uh, get equipped and, and understand the equipment needed it's the Holy Spirit and all of his gifts and his empowerment if you know how to be led by the Spirit of God you can pray and your prayer can do great things and it can move mountains it can make drastic changes in the way that we live so never underestimate what you do for god please don't ever ever cheapen what you do for god and say it doesn't matter or you can skip it or what well, you know and take it lightly if you know what i mean uh this is god almighty we're talking about this is not you know something that you can you know it's like you know somebody that invites you to dinner if you skip their dinner date you know you just save some calories and probably some indigestion and probably in some cases some bad company brother you got me so but this isn't that so never put prayer in the same category don't put what you do in God in the same category as anybody anything else in your life this stands out by itself amen this is separate it's holy don't mix it up with the profane amen and don't treat it in a profane way always keep it reverent holy and respectful not religious but holy holy Okay, it's it's to be honored and placed <clears throat> in a, a, a special place in your life. Put it first place in your life. And God will put you first place. You'll see your prayers get answered. You'll see a certain level of dignity come into your life. You know where God is the lifter of your head. He allows you to come into places that you never dreamed you could possibly be able to get into. Because of your prayer life. He honors you uh, when you do that. The Bible says there's a bath. Amen. There's a basket in heaven with the prayers of the saints in that. Can you imagine that? He keeps our prayers in that basket. And we think of prayer as something that's not that important sometimes because, you know, think about it. Look at all the people, ministers you see on TV. You think having a big ministry is important. Well, he didn't say he puts their sermons in a basket. Prayers are in a basket. So you may have something in that basket they don't even have you know i mean some people just want to be in the same room with other people and you don't even know if they have a prayer life you got me but god if you will pray god holds puts your prayers in honor he and your prayers he likes the smell of them did you know that it's a sweet fragrance when we pray huh keeps our tears in a bottle all that kind of stuff these things are very very precious and valuable to God so I share that with you so you don't start devaluing what you do Always keep prayer in very high regard in your life, and keep it in high esteem. and in, And in, in do your prayer, fulfill your prayer commitments. Uh, don't let everything be slack. You know, hold some things up in in high esteem so that God can can see you value that, and that He look kindly upon your situation when you're in need. Amen. All right. So, in prophetic people, page fifty seven. And we're talking about prophetic people have an ear to hear the song of the Lord. They have an ear to hear the song of the Lord. Prophetic, Prophetic people have a desire to worship God in a deep way. When I say deep, I mean going beyond the level of the soul where you appreciate music in only an emotional vein now let me tell you that people in the world want to go deep you understand me they get tired of the superficial and the emotional in their concerts and in their uh, you can see how they tap into some things that go deeper than just a regular emotional level you know it it used to be say for instance back in the uh, earlier years of rock and roll and, and that type of culture uh, people would go to say like a, a rock and roll concert or something like that and, and they would just sit and just let the, the singers entertain them now people are active now look at the difference folks I know we all watch old clips of American Bandstand and we watch clips of some of these very highly paid singers in, in the, on the nightclub circuit so forth and so on and many times there's, there in the past there has been very little interaction by the audience when they sing in fact of many singers you'll see some of the singers in, in back from the day like in the age of the temptations and the four tops and people like that if you watch some of their old clips where they would uh, go out and, and sing and they'll say boy that crowd was dead tonight you know. They're, and so it's, it's been like a, a drive somewhat of these people, these artists to get more involvement now there's involvement something happened during i would say the late 50s and early 60s that started to wake people up in these concerts and if you look it parallels the jesus movement and the charismatic awakening of the church for christians so about the same time that we came out of dead services the world came out of dead services and they did it under the power of witchcraft. We do it under the power of the Holy Spirit and of the anointing of God. And so you'll always see these parallels. And then they become be some type of a race or some type of competition to see who's going to win out. Are we going to get into the deeper things of God? Or are we going to stay on the superficial level, sit on the sidelines and pretend that we're enjoying this? And we're really not getting much out of it. And so you'll see many times the the uh, rappers and the entertainers. What they use is repetition. The same thing that, that God uses for us. Re- they call it the hook and everybody can memorize it very quickly they make sure it's memorized so that they get an understanding of what they're trying, their message that they are trying to communicate to their group they want them to get this they want to get that response they want everybody on one accord see we're much more tolerant in our services and in our worship than people in the world are you know, they come out with a bunch of four-letter words. Huh? Well, don't act like y'all ain't never seen Jay-Z and anybody like that. I don't care if you don't like them. You don't have to like them. But you got to understand their their tactics and their motives. Are you... And people... Yeah! You know you've seen it. Huh? Little Kim, she was, you know, known to blow people's minds because she came out there and cussed louder than the men did. And people would jump on their feet and scream. And they knew all the words. The minute they got up there and started doing their little beat and all that kind of stuff, everybody joined in. Why? They're looking for something to take them out of their normal emotional package that they live in they paid all this money they work at McDonald's and they've been working for three and four weeks to get a ticket and they're going to get something out of that experience and they give it all they got and here we are in the church we come into a prophetic meeting and we want to find somebody in the back that looks weak so we can pray for them and prophesy to them amen Missed the whole point of being there. The point of being there for, was for you to be changed. Those people come out of those concerts changed. Yes, they're converts. They want to follow this person wherever they wow. go. The Bieber believers, or whoever the Bieber, Justin Bieber, whatever they were calling people that follow him everywhere. That's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to pay attention, folks. Because that's where the enemy is. He's got that kind of an edge over the sleeping church. And if we come in and our worship is more than 30 minutes, you lose most of the people. Whereas if it was a, a concert out in the world they'd be Yeah, come on back, come on and they would go off the stage and come back three and four times and they scream louder every time they come out. <laughs> and we're supposed to love God. We're supposed to be the ministers of God. We're supposed to be the servants of God can't even sit in praise and worship longer than Preachers come in a meeting. They sit there with their arms folded. What you scared to lift up your arms to God? Why you got to fold your arms so you won't. So you're fighting your own spirit. Your spirit man wants to worship God. And you're sitting there like that. Fighting him. Because you don't want to look like everybody else. You don't want to look like you need something. Amen. Or they sit in the back room and talk about how much the offering is before they have to come out and preach. Amen. figure out if that's going to do it or do we need to take another offering before Amen. So against this you have people who really have a hunger for God. See God will will let the few that hunger him make the demand on heaven. And those who don't just sit as spectators. God could care less about them people not wanting him. He's God. He's going to be God tomorrow when he wakes up. He's going to be God tonight when he goes to bed. Whether those people go along, he's still going to be God. I don't care who's down here worshiping him. So as prophetic people. We have a desire to worship God in a deep way. You have to get in on the participation aspect of worship. Prophetic worship induces the human spirit to speak deeper, seek deeper companionship with God by seeking His direction and worship. It is worship initiated in heaven and by the Holy Spirit compared to worship that soothes the soul. Got me? <clears throat> Remember in the old dead church before we were really saved? You know? And we'd wait for that song we liked a lot. And if they sang that, we were fine. And if they didn't, we sat there looking mean and ugly until that song came. Huh? Well, we don't even do that at a worldly concert you know you sit there and you enjoy a, I hope they sing my song tonight and you enjoy what they got on the plate but you you know you might get to hear it and you might not huh? when you leave you're a little disappointed but you'll pay that money again to come out and hopefully they'll sing your special song that you like that on down mm-hmm so worship that soothes the soul is fine as far as it goes but there is another worship that comes from heaven that God wants us to tap into and we have everything that we need to tap into it we just need to have people bold enough and courageous enough to seek for it and bring it down to earth. That's really what it, this is about. It's the same thing with anything else from God. In the realm of healing, you need people who are bold and, bold and courageous enough to seek God to do miracles. And want to be the one to bring them into the earth. Amen. Instead of complaining about what we need to do. The church needs to do this and we need to do that. And it, well, you, Here are you, go send you you go do it you're the church you go do it Mm -hmm. because anybody who's called of God can do these things you know according to your call you understand what I'm saying but it's possible totally possible for anybody who senses that hunger that has the right anointing and the right equipment to pursue these things and receive them on on behalf of people down here on earth you know that when when you don't get an answer for some who's troubled you need a gift of the spirit to operate so you can get that ready answer so you pursue how to get that gift to operate in your spirit so that you can get answers for people instead of complaining about what the church needs to do and so these things are available to those who will pursue them if there's a need for it then pursue it because there's a need for it and God says it's available to his church so that it will profit with all then pursue it because it's going to profit everybody if you pay the price to pursue these things it's the same thing with worship from heaven exact same thing it will benefit those people who are under the sound of that worship if you'll yield to it now if you're going to stand there looking confused and looking around at everybody and shifting around and being nervous and anxious and don't want to lift your hands you miss the whole show You got me? But if you'll yield yourself to the Spirit of God, you'll be able to receive the benefit of it and understand what's going on and people who are <clears throat> in these atmospheres for a long time and never catch on to what why do we take so long why we do that now well there she go trying to sing again I wish he quit that and let somebody else who can sing let them do it and you understand what I'm saying they miss the whole thing I would love for somebody else to but do I have anybody do I have some healthy volunteers here huh right everybody else scared so we going to work with what God sends amen? It's the way you work that. you just have to work it so worship that begins in heaven must be sought through the prophet who knows that the minstrel comes to minister to the spirit and bypass the, the control of the soul in worship a true minister wants to get past the barrier of the carnal soul A renewed soul is something different. When I talk about soul here and bypassing it, we're talking about the limitations of your carnal soul, your fears. God, please don't give me another song. I hate my voice. I don't want to. You understand what I'm saying? That has to be bypassed. because it's limited it's limited to what the earth values and not really keyed in to what God values and so once that limited soul is bypassed and the spirit is yielded to then you come up with what God has You don't come up with it by letting your soul be engaged in every other word that God gives. You change it so that it sounds nice. It doesn't, I don't know where this is going to lead to. God, you only gave me two words. I don't want to keep saying these two words over and over again. People think there's something wrong with me. I'm not prepared. You know, that kind of stuff. Bless you. And so that has to be bypassed. That's why Samuel when he, wanted, when he needed a word from God. What did he say? Bring me a minstrel that I might hear the word of the Lord. So music has its own ministry to stir your spirit. It brings your spirit to attention in certain situations. So that your carnal soul is bypassed and then you have a free god has free access to your spirit your mind's not so inclined to snatch those words and screw them up and hinder things cause the anointing to to wane or to to stop flowing now there's nothing worse than somebody who thinks it's about them <laughs> I mean, really, that'll kill everything in a prophetic meeting. One thing I do know about this office is that I learned long ago it ain't really about me. You got me? And it ain't about you either. It's about what God wants to do. And we don't have any control over it. Let's just roll with God and see where we go. You got me? Is anybody brave enough to go along for the ride? I know the singers get tired. I see them feet throbbing up there. <laughs> Everybody's toes and pull the gun on them. And they looking at me like, please don't do this to me again. I said, we going again. Oh, yeah. till we find out what God wants to say oh, to everybody. So you eat up for get some flats, get some whatever you got to get. But we're going, we going for it, huh? Well, again. We only do this every six months. So you... Get them cornies, get them cornies all spruced up, because we, we going. You got me? So the prophet's anointing influences the atmosphere, making it more conducive to allowing the flow of prophecy and the other gifts of the spirit, like healing.-huh? Like people being delivered, like visions. Mm -hmm. Understanding, interpretation of visions. All that kind of stuff. It's more conducive to those kinds of manifestations than the normal atmosphere. Many years ago the Lord gave me a vision of worship in heaven. I heard the the song that was being sung and the music that was being played there. I saw also our earthly worship team singing a different song. You know that's possible, right? Every every meeting you have, God does not orchestrate it. The other thing too is we, when we start out in worship, and this is this is something that's permissible. Earthly earthly worship is always begun. We always start with the familiar songs that everybody knows that will draw them into worship so you have to do some soul ministry just to get people out of their flesh and out of resisting the spirit of God the basic spirit of God and then you can transition them from that level over into the prophetic level. Now that's very common that we do. And so we've, I've tried on several occasions to work it the other way. Somehow it just doesn't work. I think it would if we just had small groups of people who are already you know highly developed spiritually you know say for instance if a group of prophets and musicians got together we could go straight into prophetic worship but when you got people coming from all over and different backgrounds and so forth you have to meet them where they are and then hopefully they'll transition in with you, you know? Amen. so it says <clears throat> so he says I said here the music in heaven was so beautiful that I began to listen to it more than the earthly so that's when God begins to give you a taste he ta he lets you taste of it oh taste and see that that's right so we all get a taste before we dive into stuff you know god's not stupid he knows we i don't like that but you you, yeah what about that song you martha manoodle remember her what what about that song she do so good i like her y'all don't play israel around here he rocks so it, it says then the lord explained that i could have heaven's worship through the song of the lord and listening for his voice and direction in the meeting When we allow God to bring his song into the worship. We sing the same song that heaven sings. And that is scriptural. Because the Bible says let it be so on earth as it is in heaven. So it's scriptural. That those songs that are the song of the Lord. Are actually songs that are sung in heaven. They are are put into. There's a trans translation the bible says we are translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his, his dear son so there is translation back and forth between heaven and earth all of the time we are a different language that's the biggest thing about us is our language because our spirit now with it being uh, born again of the spirit of god our spirit speaks for us thinks for us so we are a translated people we appreciate what God appreciates we talk things that God appreciates we discourage ourselves from talking conversations that are strictly carnal or earthly things that God does not approve of we shy away from that now why? because we are a translated people I know it's a little hard to understand sometimes, but that's really what it is. Uh, You are speaking a different language now. You know, if your friends came and saw you, I can't believe you. uh, Charlie, you used to be Charlie Kane out there in the streets and all that. I can't believe you talking like you talk now. That's the first thing they notice is your conversation is different. The phrase, talk the talk, but walk the walk from your talk then they, they recognize how you carry out what you say you believe now and how you think so the translation between heaven and earth goes on all the time every time you bring something into the earth <clears throat> that is from heaven it is being translated to the people down here on earth they're getting an understanding of what heaven thinks they're getting understanding of what heaven thinks about us they're getting an understanding about what heaven has prepared for us to bring down here on earth. All that stuff is being translated to them. They get an understanding of God's mind. What does God, God think about us? What is what is he, he saying to us? Huh? Uh, you know, uh, the abundance of rain. God is saying, I've got stuff for you. Don't worry about it. I don't care what's going on uh, in your life world down there right now I've got things for you there are times when people will when you get up to prophesy and I learned long and long ago not to look at people Because when people when you say prophet they are thinking more like a, a fortune telling to get a personal word. They don't see worship as being prophetic as God wanting to talk to a congregation of people and encourage them and let them know of good things to come that's really what it's it's mostly about and God will have to correct people's thinking sometimes you know through the song of the Lord you know I I can remember uh, you know uh, uh, rebuking people about their thoughts about how long the worship was you got me he does that through the Song of the Lord, and sometimes people listen to the song and they start singing it, and they say, Ugh and they don't even know they've been corrected. You got me? I mean, they just oh okay, here's another song. Well, that sounds interesting, but let 's see if I can grab onto it what's that saying, et cetera, et cetera. Then you buy the c d and listen to it over and over again, play it in your car and all that kind of stuff and and you kind of grab on to it, but when you listen to it. You say to yourself, well, I'm one of those people that gets bored when it goes too long. I get up and walk around or I go to the bathroom and stay for a safe. I look to where I can go and hide out until it's over. You know, and the speaker comes on and I see what kind of dress the speaker's wearing or, you know, whatever. You you got me? And so there are many times where God will bring correction. He'll bring uh, uh, a... a, uh, change in course and it'll also bring a change in your the way you see things and how you value them and bring you up to valuing things the way he does you got me your your view of who you are who the other people are the gifts that's got to improve because many times we look at things as just ordinary everyday things and we don't appreciate Eight, how precious they are to god <clears throat> i remember uh one of the prophecies he he gave uh, a song of the lord about um the wgod you know things like that where he'll get people's attention well when you say stuff like that all the religious people are they pass out anyway they about passed out as it is because the worship's over a half hour but then when you go to prophesy and you tell them you've tuned into the right frequency WGOD is on tonight well then what have I been listening to all this time you've been listening to, but WGOD is on tonight This is the real thing. You've tapped into it now, you see. And so these explanations have to be made to people or they'll think this is just something you do you know i've had ministers sit agitated on the front seat because they think these are just little made-up songs and they want to wait they don't want people to leave before they get a chance to get up and speak you got me so these things test everybody honey if you want to find out where people who's spiritual who ain't you get a prophetic anointing and see if you it weeds out the good the bad the ugly the indifferent the fakers the ones who are there for the, the check only. It will it'll take care of all of that stuff. And that's, that's God's doing. It's not up to me. to I don't make this stuff up. It's, it's God's doing. I have to be obedient to give it just like he gave it. That's the one thing that if you'll do that. God will always be there for you to help you. If you're faithful with his words. And you spit them out just like he gave them to you. He'll stay with you. But you start screwing it around and looking at people and trying to make it so that they like it. Or you get a kind of reaction out of you. You're dead meat as far as God is concerned. You, you understand what I'm saying? He won't come knocking on your door real often. So you have to stay faithful. So <clears throat> the prophetic people do desire to worship as heaven does. That's how you tell prophetic people from just the crowd. Because they desire a fresh word from God. And seek to be in tune with the current flow of what God is doing. Why? Because they want to walk with God. They take the relationship seriously. So they want to get to know him in these ways. So uh, they desire a fresh word from God and seek to be in tune with the current flow of what God is doing. So they seek to be refreshed in the word from heaven. So there's a there's a place where you're brought up to a different level of awareness. You know, I know when when we do have the conferences, I'm looking for something from God. God, I've been at this level long enough. I've been I'm just, you know, I'm thirsty, I'm hungry, I'm barely you know. And and I learned how to borrow that attitude from other people in the ministry. Cause I can remember people would say things to me like I'm excited. I'm saying I don't know what you excited about. I got to do this, or then You know, you just think about all your list of gotta do's, and then you think to yourself. I said, Well, you know what? It wouldn't hurt for me to get excited too. I said, They excited. I'm gonna get excited. I ain't gonna be left out in the cold on this excitement. I don't know if I can add that into my list of to do's, but I'm gonna try to work it in there. You know. So, so the the corporate. Drawing helps everybody. You see, you can borrow somebody else's enthusiasm about things if you'll let that settle in on you. You know, there's a reason God has somebody tell you that. And it's like, look, (laughs) girlfriend, (laughs) get up off your whatever and get yourself together so we can get some. I need somebody that can work with here. I want you to be dragging in, you know. So anyway, so the corporate faith of prophetic people will cause the prophet to hear the song of the Lord and release that song to the congregation so the fact that people are there and attentive in the spirit draws more of the spirit of God into a meeting that's got to be This one on, Ms. Juana. Praise God. <clears throat> so <clears throat> we, um, what was I saying? Uh, That's what I was saying here. Oh yeah, okay. So yeah, and, and I think that the more people can be attentive and wanting what God has, the better it is. The easier it is on the minister. And there are some atmospheres that just don't work at all. I don't care how gifted you are. If the people don't want God, trust me, God will not show up. He's not going to cast his pearls before swine. I don't care who you are. And so there has to be some level of corporate acceptance of what God has before he will go ahead and and minister that to people other than that you in some congregations you don't want god to tell you what he's really wanting to say you got me Uh, some people are so dead and cold it just won't be nice (laughs) he'll he'll scare the rest of them out of here i uh met a prophetess i was on the road at a meeting or two and i met a prophetess who uh, talked about uh, how god has called her to go to different types so she said well I just made up my mind that if God called me I'd just be obedient she said and I've been in some places she said he would send me like to a Lutheran church and she said most of those people aren't even saved she said they invite a prophetess and she said and and God would have me sing some traditional songs and, and things like that and so she said and then I thought to myself well maybe God just wants me to clear out the the uh, the uh, dead weight and get down to who really wants to, to be here and so she said and I started playing this song she was giving this testimony while she was ministering and she played James Brown get up off of that thing and dance to you feel better and she said the people that really wanted to worship were so glad to have something to move to they got up and started worshiping And then the religious people got in a huff and just left. And she said, after that, I just sang some nice worship songs, and we had a good time worshiping the Lord. see that takes somebody who really knows what they're called to do you got me to understands what god what god wants so there's no there's no telling god how to do things and you know when to do them so he, he just does what he needs to do so that's the corporate faith though will cause the song of the lord to come forth and that atmosphere will change it'll be a little more conducive to what god wants to do so it says here often the corporate faith of prophetic people will cause the prophet to hear the song of the lord and release that song to the congregation does that mean the prophet must have a singing voice no no and no and you know most prophets really don't there's some that sing uh, but you know it's you know some some just really don't they're not called to that Uh, however prophets do sing as cantors I joke that the word means they can't sing which is true actually the cantor is one who leads liturgical or traditional music in a church service and it's a responsive so they'll sing and then the people respond so it's more like a conversation in music more or less So there's a wide range of singing skill employed here in the cantor's ministry. The prophet, though, is compelled by God to sing what he hears. So if the song needs to be repeated, it's permissible that the song be picked up by worshipers with trained singing voices. Hence, the tired feet. What we call the dead foot ministry. So this is very common in our services. Often I will hear the song and give it to the worship leader and he will continue to sing it until God has accomplished what he sets out to do with the song. So really the song is used as a weapon to break through to the rest of what he gives you is always a seed that you have to be faithful over and plant it and use it until God is able to do what he wants to do. You got me? You you have to do it that way. You must do it that way. And so in people who don't understand that will die of boredom or want it to be like it is in their services at their church and all that kind of stuff. They want the old thing back again. And so you have to really understand what God is trying to do and be patient That you see that there is an end to what is going on. Now, the worst thing is to have a worship leader that doesn't want to do that. So those people you have to, you work with them where you can work with them and then you just have to leave them alone. Just let them do what they can do and take it as far as they can take it. And then you can't push them any further because their flesh will start to recoil. Uh, People sometimes are embarrassed because it looks like they don't know what they're doing if somebody else comes and and offers them something, you got me, and so you have to really be able to pray in the right people, draw the right people, get them to understand what's going on, and get them out of their flesh and their stiffness so that they can obey God. you know it amazes me people play very well until you ask them to you know can you do that a little bit longer you know you know so you see, rookie that's what you want to say but you know what i'm saying you people can go only as far as their faith will take them and so as as we we do these things we try to get people to understand what we're trying to accomplish learn how to be freer to learn how to not have conflict and so many times uh, there will be conflict over ideas and desires and direction and flow of worship in a meeting but if you can get people, worship leaders who know how to yield that to the leadership and pick up on that instruction then you can have a good prophetic meeting, you can have a good outcome and everybody feels accomplished, uh, worship leaders can pick up the gift the prophetic gift themselves so that they can that anointing will rest upon them on a continual basis and so it, everything comes up higher if you can have that cooperation in a meeting so that's how worship comes in to the prophetic uh, realm and it's it's a good thing uh, because when prophets are called I think one of the things that God will do with, with true prophets is he'll have them be people who can see and speak more than who can entertain and i don't mean all worship is entertainment but the fact that i don't have a trained singing voice limits me to the song of the lord you got me or else i'd be trying to sell my cds and make y'all shooby-dooby-doo people you got me and so and you have to stay with what god's called you and that that kind of disciplines you and keeps you into the realm of well, i know i can't make a living i can't quit my day job you understand what i'm saying we're going on the road with this we got a whole lot more going than this right here but you know what i'm saying (laughs) it it uh, and it's not that i don't want to have a better singing voice but it's real low on my list of priorities folks you know i guess i'll put it that way it would be nice but it's awful tempting as well when you have a gift like that to take that because that one propels you like nothing else will oftentimes and so if you you see that and you know sometimes you'll see it's people's downfall you'll see prophets who prophesy accurately and then they start wanting to be singers and then you see them lose something you got me And you all know who I'm talking about. But you'll see that happen because they get excited about that gift and they don't stay open to all of the gifts of God that are available. You see that with people who do personal prophecy. They don't want to get up there and tell people, that storms are coming this year and you better look out because people don't really get excited about that they don't want to see you coming when you have that type of ministry and so when when we see what God does to balance out the gift to make you faithful, just to hear and speak, then you understand why certain certain times you just don't get you know what you think you ought to get out of something, but you get the word of the Lord, and He that's the most important thing to Him. Amen. All right, so we're going to take our quiz, give our five minutes. Amen. Praise God. If there are some things that um, you have questions about. I think this, this is a good time to be able to ask them. Anybody got questions about prophetic worship? And especially what we do in the meetings. Praise our Lord. So everybody understands everything. Mr. Gary, what would you need to know? no uh uh-uh no no you can do that yeah if it increases your enjoyment of things and yeah that's fine as long as it you know doesn't compromise you'll tell when the holy spirit's not pleased with something he'll just let you know he's gone (laughs) so to speak he vacates he has left the building so to speak but yeah if it's not appropriate before god he'll convict you about it so yep
1: Yes, Miss Shannon. I know that um recently the
0: prophetic songs have been the same, like, song form or the same theme, yeah, yeah. 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 Not, not only just the message, the sound of it, they sing like they have a similar sound to it, like the Dun Dun. dun yeah, the prophetic chord, yeah. So is that something that is um is because. Well, I think it's both because that was the other thing I wanted to say that when, the, when certain chords are played, they're prophetic chords and you don't know until you hear them whether they are or not. And so, <clears throat> and it sometimes plays off of a chord that's in a popular song that people can settle in and relax about instead of getting nervous about it. And so um, uh, Bishop Russell always, when he's finished with his worship, he'll say, amen, amen, amen. And then he'll start. Well, if you listen to that, it's the same uh, chords as praise praise is what we do. It sounds very, yeah. And so if that's played, now if you listen to praise is what we do, there's prophetic chords in there. But there's no prophetic anointing to strengthen the flow of that and take it over into the prophetic realm. It just stays in the chord level. Uh, and then they play it and then it sounds like almost too nice music. And you think about back in the day when you was at the club. And so it never goes into the realm God wants it to go into. But it's stirring what we call stirring. It stirs people up, and you say, hmm. And then it goes over into something a little more soulish, and you think, hmm. Am I supposed to be liking this? Uh, huh? Exactly. And so if there were a prophet in the house, they could take it over into the realm of prophecy. It's the only limitation is that whoever's, whoever the highest office in that ministry is not there to take it to the higher level that it can go to. So there's probably no profit there. Pastoral leadership and they you got a hungry musician that wants to minister it has minstrel chords in him, but he's not able to pull them over into the realm where they can be more effective because he's grounded by the, the level of the height of the anointing in that place. And so you, you find that. Music is like that in the world there are certain chords that will cause certain reactions in people. If you hear musicians talk, they talk about the devil's chords. Have you ever heard any of them talk about that? Oh, man, you can't play the devil's chords. He played the devil's chords, you know, because they cause a stirring in people that they musicians don't know what to do with because they see all these people screaming, falling out, passing out, all that kind of stuff. They just leave it alone. And so they know they have enough sense to respect music and that it has certain reactions on people. And you don't want to abuse that. And they do have a certain level of respect for what they do and how they play it and so forth and so on. They stay out of certain realms. In the church, we want to get into those realms because we want to bring more information from God. We want to bring more knowledge of God. We want to bring more enjoyment of the things of God to the people, so we we search for those, so that we can go in those doors. But and I always say we we use a cord until it doesn't work anymore. So as long as a cord is working, we work it. As long as it's working, when it stops working, then the prophecy will cease, and then another cord, God will send another one, and you find that one and you work that one until it goes into the the realm you want it to. Yeah but you're right Shannon that's that's very observant they all do sound alike but when you come out the message is different than it was the last time sometimes it'll flow differently than it did the last time and and but it all ties into a message that God wants to get across so that his people understand their value and their worth that that seems to be to me the one thing that I come away with That people knew, they found out how much God loves them, not just love, but what high quality value person you are in the earth. And so you need that because God, the devil is constantly telling you you're a nothing and a nobody and look what you did and all this kind of stuff. And so it's it's valuable to have those messages from God. Because they they bring you out of this stupor that you live in most of the time. I can't do anything right. And, you know, why isn't this happening for me and so forth and so on. And you hear how much he wants to ride across the heavens with you and take you up on eagle's wings and that kind of stuff. And you think, well, my goodness, you know, what's the truth here? I think I'd rather believe this right here that I'm hearing than to believe the nonsense that the enemy tells all the time. So, yeah. Anybody else had one we can do? Miss Pat. Yeah. Can you enter into that in your. Personal time? Sure. Yeah, for sure. And that's why we record them. Because that's the safest way to enter in is through the recording. And oftentimes, and, and you do that in usual worship. That's why you buy worship songs, it's not so that you can just hear something you like, but so that you can capture the worship the way you experienced it there and yeah you can i would start there i would start with that music i would start to play it and i would just respond to it and if god gives you something else sometimes he'll speak to you through that that anointing so it's it's highly valuable to you if you want to hear from the lord anybody else did i answer your question Miss Pat? Uh uh-huh okay all righty okay (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.